The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. I have two happy people in the studio with me. Happy because they saw Garth Brooks over the weekend. Pamela Joyce, I'll talk to you in a minute because I know you've already been waxing lyrical me? about this on air. Never. But Ben Finnegan, who was with us on Friday, telling us of his love of Garth Brooks, formed in his teenage years in a local pub in Roscommon. How was it for you? Well, it was better than I could have ever imagined. And I'm confer- it's confirmed He's definitely not dead, as I said that I thought <laughs> on Friday. He's very much alive and well. And my God, I if anyone wants to bring me next weekend, <laughs> I'm there. And me. Why? We're, oh, I, Okay, just tell me, tell me. I'm struggling, honestly. I, I think We hardly asked you in here to be struggling you know, for know, words, Pamela. It was and anyway, so... you've never been struggling for words. <laughs> I mean, you're right, Matt, you're right. <laughs> I, I think it was just more of... At the risk of sounding like an idiot, it was just this feeling. Everybody was just in unbelievable form. Your voice is slightly No, gone. it's not. It's fine. It I don't know what you're talking mine's, about. Mine's definitely gone. Yeah, Ben's voice is a little bit croaky. No, um, no, his voice is in better shape than yours. I, I was yeehawing <laughs> and yipping and yoing late into the night. Um, but it was just, it was... Sorry, past the half ten curfew. Well, I, I then went to um, the big tree and watched a Garth Brooks impersonator and watched him do the set list all over again. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. But uh, he just really knows how to put on a show. It's unbelievable. I've never seen someone that in command of the crowd. Yeah. Like, when I'd arrived in first, I had tickets for midway through the Cusick stand. So, like, it'd be perfect for a football match around the halfway line. And there was speakers in the middle of the pitch and the speakers from the stand or from the, the stage. And about a song or two in, me and my friend were like, we can't actually hear anything because there was two separate noises hitting us. Oh. And we were just kind of looking around and we saw there was kind of gaps of seats down near the canal end. So we, were, we managed to move down there and get to the canal end and it was much better. But the sound in the midway part of the stadium, certainly in the Cusick, wasn't the best. You need to be lower down in Croke Park mm. to get the best value sound-wise. I know that was a bit disappointed. Years ago, I saw Bruce Springsteen and I was up. Yes, I was at the corporate level and it wasn't fantastic sound. I was lower down for Taylor Swift and for One Direction. <laughs> 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 yes! <laughs> and you're a Garth Brooks snob. Yeah, exactly. I was there with children, acting as a good father mm-hmm. should be in bringing children along. I nearly went deaf with the screaming of One Direction. But that's another story altogether. What was the atmosphere like? It was like 80,000 children on Christmas Eve. Mm. It was incredible. Like even walking up Jones's Road and the sea of Stetson hats. Yeah. And it was just, everyone had just bought into all of this. And they were just, for one night, everyone just went mad. Like eight years ago, I had tickets for those original concerts. And eight years I was waiting to do that. And it was better than I ever thought possible. I 100% agree. Like I wouldn't have been like, I wouldn't have been listening to him, you know, in my spare time or anything, but we would have always, uh, when I was growing up, would have been on in the car or whatever. And uh, my three sisters and I decided we'd all go together. Uh, and then we had to sell the tickets because my sister very selfishly had a baby. <laughs> so we had to sell the tickets. And I was like, oh, I just won't bother going. And then I uh, got invited by Tesco and they said, do you want to come? I said, oh, well, I won't. I said, go on, I'll go. And honestly, it was... I'm I'm gonna say it was the single greatest night of my life. And then I brought one of my sisters. To be fair, 
Okay. Um, but it was just like even the set list, mm. the, 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 the flow of it. night of your life. Yes, Matt. Yeah, I'd have to back that up too. Yep. What? Yeah. Yeah. It really was. It was just it was just this infectious feeling that you looked around at any moment in the gig and there was just people up dancing. And smiling and just moving around all the time. Like it was one of those gigs where everybody was just so... Aren't all your gigs like that? Was not Beyonce not like that for no, you? No, because Beyonce is more of a you sit and look at her and just be in awe of her. Whereas with Garth, I was like dancing around the place. I was screaming. I was just having so much fun and everybody you passed would give you like a yo! Or like a something, mm. like if you pa- walk past someone on the way to the bathroom, you'd get that. And everyone was just being really, really nice to each other. Matt, you can put your face in your hands all you want. It <laughs> was the best night of my life. To the okay? listeners, what I'm doing here in the studio. <laughs> There's a reason we don't have cameras. <laughs> like there was, I, I'd ended up on Harcourt Street after the, the gig. Ended up on. Yeah. <laughs> Magically. <laughs> Stumbled into Harcourt. Yeah. And uh, that was a scene. It's every Kulshi's burial time. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> and it was exactly what you'd expect. You weren't allowed in without a hat. Perfect. You weren't allowed to... Well, no, that's a joke. But that, <laughs> that seems like that was... It was a 10 euro cover charge and here's your hat walking in. It was just everywhere. Everyone was wearing hats and everyone was just like amazed at how how good the gig was. And anyone I spoke to was just, I need to go again. I absolutely need to go again. I'm not I'm not. Oh, finished. same. Same. Uh, given that Ben thankfully understood and found out that the man who he heard in the pub who he thought was dead is sure. very much alive... Mm-hmm. How's his voice now? Because he is a little bit older than he used to be. And the reason I ask that is, back at the time of uh, Joe Biden's inauguration, there were some people who thought the voice wasn't brilliant. I thought he was amazing. I think he he uh, he's was literally sprinting up and down the stage, mm. across the stage, jumping over things, playing guitar. His voice sounded amazing, I thought. Yeah. And uh, the, just the whole experience, honestly, it was... Well, now, in, in, in the moment, the voice sounded amazing. I can't review the footage and tell you how good it was because any time I go back and look at the videos I'd taken, I'm just drowning yeah. out Garth and everything else because I'm just singing so loud and you can hear from my voice. I went two nights ago yeah. and it still hasn't recovered. And I will say that like the set list, uh, it flowed really, really perfectly. They kind of had enough upbeat ones and then you'd kind of have a nice low one mm. and then you go upbeat again. And even like the songs that I didn't know particularly well, you'd still be able to have a little dance around and a little boogie to them and enjoy it. Like that no point was I like, okay, I'll head to the bathroom now or I'll go and get a drink. I was like, no, I'm here, I'm in it. And it felt like he was on stage for ages. Yeah. He was on stage for about two hours and ten minutes. You didn't go for a drink at all during the duration of the I mean, I sent other people to get my drinks (laughs) for me. (laughs) (laughs) I did the same. (laughs) I'll I'll mind the seats, you you go. (laughs) And my friend, he'd actually missed uh, two pita coladas and the river. (gasps) So, <laughs> oh, we, if I had missed the river, I would never speak to you ever again. It was amazing. So he was a bit annoyed that I'd sent him for drinks. You revealed those. on Friday, Ben, that you went without your girlfriend. Yeah. If you were to go again, would you bring her? Uh, I, yes. Would she I, want to go? No. I mean, still. Yeah. Even, but I way, did... even though the way that you're uh, waxing lyrically now about what you saw, I presume you were in a state of excitement yesterday at home. Yeah. Or maybe you were... Had that at all perhaps passed after your night in coppers? No, no, no. I was still, still very much excited. No, I like I said to her that um, I want to go again this weekend, and I know she'd be annoyed if I spent two weekends in Croke Park without her. So I'm like, why not come? And she, no, not a chance. Like she's a dub; she doesn't get it. She just doesn't get it. Do you think that's the thing? It. Mo- Did you meet any dubs there? No. I mean, I think I was with a few dubs. Uh, one maybe. 
the majority And was of that dub enjoying himself or herself? She was immensely. Yep. Having a great time. The majority of accents were northern. Were they? Because yeah. there was a lot of talk of people coming down from mm. Monaghan and Tyrone in particular. I think it was estimated that one in every five or six people in Monaghan had bought a ticket. Mm. <laughs> Class. Yeah. It was Come like country in. Christmas. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> there were also lots of people in touch on Friday offering tickets that they were looking to sell on. I think maybe a lot of people just couldn't afford the accommodation mm-hmm. in Dublin. Yeah. And which must be very disappointing for them if they had tickets and weren't able to sell them on. And then listening to you saying how good it all was. Were there pockets of empty seats in the stadium? There was, yeah. Like I was able to move into a section that was empty. But I think there was an element of people not being able to afford to end up going. Also, there's possibly an element of people overstretching themselves initially when the tickets were bought and bought themselves 15. And they only needed three. And they weren't able to sell them on. I think. Have you heard of that? I have, yeah. I have have heard of people who who bought like tickets for every single night and then was like, oh, I can't actually go every single night. Oh, so yes, they might have bought tickets for the five nights and then I've decided I can only afford the accommodation yeah. two nights or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like even as even from the texts on Friday, like it was clear that there was tickets available. I don't know after last weekend's performance and so many people who were there wanting to go again, will it be that easy to get tickets this weekend? Yeah. But there were certainly pockets. So now that the word is out as to how good it was over the weekend, nobody is going to miss out next weekend. I don't think so. And the weather is to be very good this weekend too. Are you making a promise on that, are you? Well, I've, I've been checking He's it out. He's been off. checking. I've been checking. Garth Weatherwatch. Yeah. So you're both trying to get tickets to go back, Yeah, but yeah. we'll just go, will we? I'd Matt, Matt, please. Please come with us. Yeah. Just let's go all the arrangements made no, for next weekend. No, cancel let's them. Let's go on Saturday. We're going on Saturday, Matt. It's decided. I'll lend you a cowboy hat. Three of us a link walking you, down. You have more than one cowboy hat. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> depends on the weather, depends on the occasion, depends <laughs> on my outfit. Keep up, Matt. Come on. Okay, let us know how you got on at Garth Brooks if you were there or if now that you've heard of the enthusiasm from Pamela Joyce and Ben Finnegan you would like to go next weekend. Not that I'm saying I've got any tickets available for you in case you think that's a cue for some sort of competition. It's not. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.